Hello, and welcome to Café Sofé. Café Sofé is an unscripted interview-style podcast featuring a member of the LGBT plus community every single week. Café Sofé is recorded under COVID-19 restrictions, which is probably obvious, but I want to let people know that I know the home decor of all of my guests. A reminder that comedy is literally subjective. You know what isn't subjective? The use of the word literally. Hello, welcome to Café Sophie. I'm Sophie So Fierce, and I'll be your server today. Uh, what can I get for you? Well, the queue moved faster than I expected, so I'll just have a cappuccino. I didn't have time to think of a way to make my drink more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, do you want a shot of anything special in it? Oh, always. Just surprise me. Okay, semen it is. And can I get your <laughs> name for the cup? It's Chucky. Chucky, got it. Chucky. Wonderful. Close Ooh, enough. that sounds foreign. Whereabouts are you from? Uh, I'm from Malta. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so your drink is going to take a little while. The reason? Mysterious. Am I going to apologize? No. But um, I play this game with some interesting guests that come in if you're interested. I mean, I've been called interested, so I'll take it. Yes, of course. Of course. So this game is called Expresso Yourself. Mm -hmm. I basically just ask you some invasive and really personal questions, um, and you can just answer them. How does that sound? The fact that it was introduced with a pun, I'm in. Let's go. What pun? Ex express? No, it's just me. Expresso yourself? Is that just how you say it? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> She's very silent. This, this barista is very quiet. <laughs> so what is it you do? I am a full-time drag queen and entertainer. Oh, that must pay really well. You know it. As you can tell from my boho hobo chic, um, uh, it pays very well. You know, boho, boho, boho? Boho, boho, yeah, I'm uh, bojo, of course, always. Uh, I can tell you're a big bojo supporter. You can tell, I'm a, I'm a raging Tory, that's me. <laughs> Do you want to just take your, like, right hand down a little bit? We are in a public place. You know what? You have to make yourself known from the get-go. That's how you get free <laughs> coffees in certain places. <laughs> Not here. So... <laughs> What is, so you're a drag queen and a comedian, so what are you really known for? Well, uh, a bit of both really, like my comedy style tends to be um, known for being a bit savage, a bit roasty, um, so that's kind of what I do. In Malta, I consider myself a D-list celebrity, who's friends with the A-listers, and that's what really matters. Um, and there it's also like talk show after show, while here it's more focused on stand-up. The bit that I got to do before the world shut down. So, yeah. I see. So what kind of things do you do talk shows about or review shows about? Yeah, so in Malta, the primary thing I do is like once a year we have like a massive talent, it's a strong word, talent type competition. So like X Factor or Malta's Got Talent. Uh, and I tend to do the official after shows for that shit. Uh, and it's fun. Like people like me because I think I'm the only person in Malta who's like not afraid of hurting other people's feelings. So I actually say the truth. Like even the judges are like, it was so nice how you were tone deaf the whole time, but you were so brave. And I'm just like, she was crap. Say she was crap. 
Uh, they need like a Simon Cowell or something to. I think I'm a Simon Cowell whose face can move a bit more. Um, and I think I'm nicer than Simon in that I can deliver it sweetly and then you go home and go, oh fuck, wait, no, he was, that was harsh. No. Mm, you give like thinking jokes. You know, you insult you, someone and it's on their walk home where they go, yes. hold on a second. The so face style as well. I, I know that you're particularly um, adept at this technique because you've used it on me in the past. I have no idea what you could possibly be talking about. <laughs> I'm just a normal barista working minimum wage after I spent four years in uni getting a degree. I mean, can't we all relate? I spent five years and I'm not even making minimum wage. Oh, at this point you're going to have a doctorate and an esquire and still be working in home bargains. Listen, I would love to work in home bargains. That discount would be very useful for half the shit I take home to make into a dress. Sounds good. So you're a seamstress as well. What kind of stuff have you made? I I think I like I, by Glasgow standards I'm a, a flipping expert, right? Because there's like three of us who can sew. One of us ended up on Drag Race, so like um, uh, you know the numbers are limited. I consider Chanel to be like an Edinburgh girl, right? So she's that's why I'm saying three. But uh, no, I sew multiple things. I always say that tool is my nemesis, and every week I find myself sewing more tool and hating my life for it. But when you're a big girl, a bit of volume from something that's not your waist is nice, you know? It's like Oh no, this is the material. It's the material that's doing this. Exactly. You just add as much volume on to, you know, distribute the mass. Exactly. You add the volume where you don't have it, and then you're just like, look how skinny my waist is because my dress is two meters wide. Don't mind the crinoline cage. It's because I'm skinny. <laughs> I'm actually super skinny. I just can't mm, walk I'm... through doors. I li- honestly, some of the some of the things I make, I'm just like, I have no idea how. Like, because I've only done it for like digital drag. Blue. Um, I'm like, if I had to get into a cab, I have no clue how I'm going to fold this and like enter the space. Because in my living room, in the like centered fit, and then to get through a door, I'm like turning it sideways, which you know, I'm not very flexible, so I suffer to do anyway. I'm just imagining you like full origami outfit, as in you walk in and there's just a square in front of you, and like you pull a string and it like unfolds itself. If you think I don't consider how to fold my outfits to pass through doorways, you're very wrong. Like the cage I made, I had to make sure that like I can twist it this way. Number one, to be able to sit, because I will need to sit at some point. And number two, to pass through doors. The cab is still the question mark. I really don't feel like walking like the, the one kilometer to like Polo or Dells in a full gown, so I still need to figure out the cab part, but we'll get there. Exactly, exactly. I'm, there's going to be a point where you just build a chair into the bottom of your outfit and the entire time you're just sitting on stage. You know what? That sounds like the dream. And if you're not busy this afternoon, we need to plan it out. We need to sketch it. It needs to be done. Oh, I'm just at work, so you know, there's not. Oh, a lot just of tell me what time you get off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't get off very frequently. It's called <laughs> abstinence. That's my. Fault. I walked into that one. Yeah, yeah, I walked into that. So, you clearly done a lot while you've been in drag. Um, what are you most proud of that you've accomplished? Ooh. Um. Well, if we're getting a bit serious for a second, to be honest, like doing Dragon Malta when I first started was like alien, especially like publicly. So Dragon Malta has always existed just like it's existed everywhere, but it was very underground, very like pageanty back in the day. And I think I was one of the first, I'm not going to say the first, I mean it, but I'm not going to say it. I was one of the first to do it very publicly and very, um, in a way that was like, unapologetic so people responded negatively or positively but it just built a bit of a cult following so my first 
stand-up show like sold out all three nights that I did in Malta and I was like blown away by the fact that there were people who like didn't hate me and want me to die so it was like it was a bit of a shock like Malta for those who don't know is a very conservative um Catholic island so you know it, it comes with the territory but it, that was probably like my first show well probably my least funny show for obvious reasons um was the one I was proudest of because the fact that it like happened and sold out was like crazy mm-hmm. like because everything was underground and you had um, been able to do it and do it so publicly and have it be such a success I can understand why that fills you with pride yeah it, it's it's also like now seeing lots of baby queens who like I think like I'm not going to take credit for them starting drag because that's almost certainly the TV show that everyone is obsessed with that that encouraged them to, to start. But I um, think when you see... Home's Under the Hammer? Yeah. Exactly, Coach Trip. Um, uh, I think when you see someone locally do it and you're like, oh, he hasn't been murdered for it yet. Excellent, I can also start. So I'm not like, I don't think my drag is incredible enough that they were like, I have to start because Chuck is so X, Y, Z. But like seeing someone doing it and having a successful career and not losing all your friends and family members because of it, they were like, nice, safe for me as well, let's go. So now there's a bunch of baby queens who are like, you know, running around the streets with their little flat um, hard fronts and having a good time, which is amazing. Wow, so they are really inspired by you. I, I listen, I'll fronts. take many things. Hard fronts are never. I wore one hard front once, two days into doing drag, and then never again, right? That's the one thing I willn't accept, is that my way, they're ugly, but they're not hard fronts. <laughs> Okay, so you've talked about stuff that you're proud of and stuff you're known for. What is something that you would like people to know about you that they maybe don't? um, I think I'm very open with everything I do, so I don't know if there's anything they don't know about me that I don't want them to know. Like, there might be things that they don't know about me which I'm very, like, actively trying to keep from them. Uh, I just think, I hope people understand that in general, I think 99% of the time, especially when I'm making jokes, as I said, which are a bit harsh, a bit roast-like, it's to people I love, like, right? It's or people I like or at least respect in some way, shape or form. So it's it's always good-natured in the sense that, like, I might go too far because I, <laughs> I'm an asshole, but um, it's, it's never to actually tear the person down. And the 1% of the times it is, I literally, on stage, I've done it before, where I'm like, and now I'm going to talk about someone who I actually don't like. I always say I like all these people, but I don't like this person, and I'm going to tear it to shreds. Let's go. So you'll always know when I don't like the person I'm speaking about, you know? That's the one thing I want people to know, that it's not because I'm, like, jealous or trying to take them down. If I am insulting Rue Jazzle for her jazzed-up wigs, it's just because I love her, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is really easy to make fun of her wigs. I mean, listen... Jazzed up wigs are a phenomenon in the scene, right? Every baby queen has one or wants one. Lola Fierce has 60. It's great. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They're all hard fronts as well. So they are. She does, she does wonders with a hard front. Listen, the fact that she can get a curler through a hard front, that's a talent. And Rujas <laughs> and needs all the talent she can get. fingers when she puts her hand into a hand, hard front is impressive. Impre- I mean, she's been friends with Oktoberfest for a while, so she knows the, the things that lie inside wigs that are dangerous. So she's yeah. like, she knows not to put her fingers where they don't, they shouldn't go. They bite. <laughs> okay, how about um, we do some quick fire questions just about um, drag in general and your Perfect. Okay, first question hard fronts or lace fronts? Lace fronts. Tights or pantyhose? Tights. Padding or non padding? Padding. Corsets or binders? Corsets. 
Ball gowns or tool gowns? Oh. Tool gowns. <laughs> tool gowns? Ooh, that was a hard one. Because <laughs> that, I make my tool gowns ball gowns. So I was like, oh. <laughs> Okay, Drag Race UK or Drag Race America? UK. All right. <laughs> It's this so interesting. It's like wave. It's fresher. It's like the OG seasons of America, where it's not like I know it is slightly produced, but it's like so much more fun and so much more authentic still. So, love it. Do you have any final thoughts about yourself you would like to share? I have no thoughts about myself. Head empty, smooth brain. I am a wonderfully open book. And any thoughts I have about myself, I usually tweet them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're a thought, you don't need thoughts. Amen, amen. I'm neither, and I have none. So, you know, we get by.